Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. An idealistic recent film school graduate with a few local professional options takes to the road from Ohio to Los Angeles with his anxious best friend and his troubled high school sweetheart and a hitchhiker hippie to chase his dream of becoming a filmmaker. Your Own Road is about not letting extenuating circumstances determine your path. And there's a lot more going on here. It's a terrific, not only is it a great road film, but it's also a, a very, very good, uh, accomplished and sophisticated relationship film. And a lot of great characters in here. And we're fortunate enough to have with us today the director of Your Own Road, and that would be director Brandon Gusek. Brandon, welcome to film school. Hi. Glad to be here. It's really exciting to be a part of something that my uh, my uh, alma mater. Yeah. Um, here you are at the mighty UCI, and here we are at KUCI. It, it's wonderful. And a uh, great film uh, for, as I described, I mean, it's a great relationship film, uh, and there's a lot going on. And I won't, right at the top, I want to let people know that if they're uh, planning on going to the Los Angeles Film Festival, this would certainly be a good option for you to check out. The film will be screening on Tuesday, that would be June 20th, at 6.15 at the Arclight in Santa Monica, as part of the, one of the many theaters that are involved in the L.A. Film Festival this year. Well, first, Brandon, let's talk about uh, sort of the origins of the story behind uh, Your Own Road. Oh, it's always funny, everyone, especially because I named the main character Brian, which is close in name yeah. to me, Brandon, uh, I get asked, like, oh, you must be from Ohio. Is this, like, autobiographical? <laughs> and the funny thing is, I actually grew up just outside of L.A. I grew up in the suburbs, about an hour east of L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I came out to L.A., like, about a year after college, it wasn't, like, the hardest transition, I don't think, compared to some people. Because I, But the more people I met out here, the more I realized everybody is a transplant. Everybody, at some point, had to make the jump to be in Los Angeles because there's no there's no way of being halfway here. You have to either take the take the leap and you know, whatever money you have embrace whatever it. like research you have, yeah. you just you got you have to do it. And yeah. I was just inspired by those those kind of people and I wanted to tell a story yeah. about one of those kind of people and what like what led them to want to be in LA and what's the driving force when it's it's really a, a huge gamble to take that chance. Well, beyond beyond sort of the the surface part of your film is about a, a a young film school graduate who is looking for this opportunity. He feels very strongly that he has what it takes to be a filmmaker, and he's determined to come to to the land of filmmaking in in order to to pursue that. Beyond that part of it, beyond that sort of that that top story of why he's doing this. Is there something about the L.A. experience coming to L.A. and into Southern California and to all of sort of the geographic advantages that it enjoys? But is there something um, more ethereal than that that you found in writing this film or in your own experience uh, about that? I mean, I think L.A. has like this mythical ethos about it that it's like it's a place where like dreams happen and like and like you can become a star or whatever you can you know it's just a place where dreamers go and um okay. I, I mean i think filmmaking is accessible almost anywhere now but it, it does become a lot easier when you're in los angeles but people get caught up in trying to be you know a certain kind of person in la and um this like 
this prestige it has really draws like mm-hmm. a ton of people and it, um for good or bad actually but um yeah. uh, i think people see like if they're like in a place like ohio they're like oh, I, I can't do it unless i'm in la and so that's why it's like this driving force throughout the film well let's talk a little bit about the fact that this is a, a road picture i mean there's uh, the beginning of the setup of the film um we find uh, brian dealing with his parents, his parents' wishes for him to essentially settle down and get a job, and as luck would have, as an accountant, uh, that his father wants him to do that, is determined that he's kind of frittered away in their mind uh, already a lot of his uh, his life, and it's time to settle down and get real. Um, and then from there, it sort of becomes this road picture. Now, in, just in terms of, and along with it, as we described at the setup, uh, his best friend and uh, this woman that he wasn't very attracted to obviously a high school you said high school sweetheart um tell us a, a little bit about the challenges of establishing character which you do very effectively but establishing character and then putting him in in these close quarters of a car and in this sort of circumstances so that 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 in to be able to maintain the, those dynamics what were you sort of you were your process uh when you're moving forward with this uh i mean it's the good thing about it, the road trip film. I feel like is is it's it's great because it's like has a point A and a point B, and it's like you're always driving towards something. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's really challenging to make sure you don't fall into the pattern of just this happens, then this happens, then this happens. So it was really important to have different elements from the road itself and then from the characters themselves, mm-hmm. like interact and push them as people as they continue on because it's like a slow, gradual. Um, evolution by each character uh, as they get closer and closer to California, some for the good, some for the bad, but it, it was important to, like, have these interactions with, like, Dan and uh, Allie don't really get along because um, um, Dan is uh, Brian's best friend that came along and Allie's the next-door neighbor, but um, they don't get along right away, and so they have, like, these, these interactions, and then, but as they progress down this road trip, people get closer together, and it was really important to just as as they move forward, they have to move forward as people. So it was, it was both in the interactions of the characters and then also just different people they meet along the way that some are good and some are bad. And yeah. it, it brings something out of each one of them in different moments. Well, what I would watching the film and I, you know, other f- road films like, like this one, you, in some ways, in terms of a story and, and introducing new elements to the story, in some ways, the sky's the limit. I mean, there there really aren't. I would imagine you can pretty much introduce within reason almost any character you want into this into this dynamic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that yeah. sort of frees you up? But at the same time, the the physical and logistical considerations you, that are you're dealing with when you're filming inside a car and you're moving and all. I imagine that just what was that like? Tell me a little bit about sort of as a filmmaker the process of making this film. On the road. I mean, the funny thing is when I when I wrote this because I wrote it a few years back when I I was determined to shoot something. I was like, what can I shoot that could look like? Because a lot of indie films do, you just pick like one location or two locations, and that's like the cheaper way to do things. And you can if you can tell a compelling story, story it still works out. But I wanted to like have production value, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna write something where I can go on a road trip, use the actual road as like a character yeah. and like get beautiful stuff where I don't really necessarily have to pay for it. And I thought it was just going to be like a handful of people on this, this, this trip with me and kind of like really go indie on it. it. It kind of expanded to like, we had about 20, 
I think it was like 22 people with us traveling. Wow. We were like a traveling circus. We had an RV, um, this passenger van that fit like 12 people with this, this picture car itself barely ran. Like we were, I bought, I bought it for a thousand dollars on Craigslist, but I, it was just, it was all kind of mashed together to try to like, but like you said, logistically, it was, it was, there was a lot of planning that went into it. Um, I did a road trip initially to, to I called a bunch of people to try to find locations. And, uh, the, the great thing actually is, um, everyone wants to help you on like, when they find out you're making a movie, like it's a very different world than making a movie in LA where mm. you have to pay for every location and, and people want like, people always want something out of you there. They want to help you. Like, mm. So it was a, it was, a, it was great because you get like the re- the realness of like Kansas city. We shot the bar in Kansas city and um, the bartender like let us shoot like the whole day for free and gave us food. And it was like really lovely. And then we go to like, uh, Colorado when you're shooting dispensary yeah. and and like that day they're like oh yeah you can come into the back if you want and I'm like really they're like yeah I'm shoot some stuff back here and it was like it was honestly just like things lined up so amazingly I mean there's lots of challenges we got in we we had some car issues uh we got in a car accident at one point that put the car in com- out of commission for a day um but I think everything was just meant to be kind of with all the help we had, there was, you know, countless people that helped us throughout the way and shooting on the road. I just, I just felt like it was important to like, you can't shoot like Colorado mountains anywhere else. That's, that's where it is. You can't <laughs> shoot Kansas plain fields where it's just endless nothingness for like miles anywhere else. And so it was, it was meant to be that like, you know, everything kind of lined up and it, it, I think it comes off on screen. We're speaking with the the director of the film, Your Own Road, that's Brandon Busek. And I would think, as you're describing this, I'm sort of trying to understand, you know, get a feel for what it was like. So you had a fairly good-sized crew, sort of this band of gypsies, if you will, traveling across the country. I can imagine that in some ways, on some days, you know, there was some tension just because of the you're with these people on a, you know, long days, long shoot days. But also, there have got to be some times when kind of a benefit, a residual Im- impact of this traveling roadshow is a bonding that would probably spill over, and it feels like it did, it spilled over into what was on film. I, I really f- felt a very high level of comfort. I felt like these people were very comfortable with one another in the film, and it's a tribute, a testament to their own acting abilities, but it did, I, is that, am I, is that right? The fact no, that no, were, that was, yeah, that was, I mean, the beautiful thing was their crew uh, drove out together, and so they had like three days where they all kind of got to know, each. Some, most of them knew each other ahead of time, but some of them didn't, so they were able to bond and kind of, you know, like just become friends along the way. Yeah. If you like look at our behind the scenes photos, like everyone got very friendly. It was like, it was, I think everyone had a really good time. Although, you know, obviously there's a lot of hours put in, but yeah. it was, and it was a conscious effort for me when I like, cause I wanted to shoot it on the road because I wanted that feeling. I wanted people to get closer together. And it's, it's kind of uncomfortable at the beginning because these people just, especially with the actors, they, they don't really know each other. We casted about, like a week or two before the movie, actually, we started filming, and um, they did. They had never met. They only, uh, they only met once at a, a read-through. So I was a little worried, like, but I was like, no, this is great. They can be uncomfortable at the beginning, and then hopefully as time progresses where they're, like, staying in, like, motels together and hanging out, like, that 
a relationship will form, and that luckily it, it did, and it comes across on screen because what it mimics what they're supposed to be going through on the road, and I think it, it worked out really lovely that way. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it did as well. Um, I want to talk about the cast, but I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with the director, Brandon Busek, and the, direct, the film is uh, Your Own Road, and I, as I said earlier, it's at the L.A. Film Festival and it's screening on Tuesday, June 20th at 6.15 at the Arclight Theater in Santa Monica. Um, if people want to find out more about your film, um, where is there a website? I know you have an Instagram account, uh, at your own road film, but wh- what else? Any other ways so people can find out more about the film? I mean, that's we have a Facebook as well. If you type in your own road uh, on Facebook, but most of... Uh, our updates are to the Instagram, okay. um, which has been going on since uh, our the initial road trip out, um, the scouting road trip uh, a few months before the film, and we've uh, just kept it updated with like I mean you can watch you can look at our entire history of our film on okay. this thing, which right. is I'm I, not only is I think it's great to show people that are also trying to make like a film and like all the things that actually go into it that I think people don't realize, but it was it was a great it's a great reminder to myself to look look back and be like oh man like. I really didn't know what I was getting into, and uh, it's like the things we accomplished. I'm like it's nice to see, and I'm, I'm proud of all those things. Yeah, you should be. And uh, the uh, let's talk about the cast because I as uh, it, it's really a good cast. Ashton Moyo, Moyo, yes, uh, as who plays Brian uh, Amir Malaklu plays um, Dan, his best friend. Uh, Courtney Palm plays his sort of love interest from high school, and maybe. Maybe today as well. Uh, that's Courtney Palm, and then uh, the free radical in your story is uh, Kim Jackson, who pl- plays Ariel, this Australian hitchhiker hippie. And boy, she does she does uh, th- you know throw a lot of uh, energy into the film when she arrives, and uh, fun to watch. Fun to watch all of them. Um, uh, anything about uh, the casting of this that uh, sort of there was something that caught your attention about these have you worked with any of these people prior I, we talked a little bit about the casting but had had you worked with any of them before today or before this film uh no actually it was um i was very fortunate in that my uh cause i went for a long time i went into this film thinking i was going to be on my own with it um and then about like two months before i started filming i found a, a, a amazing producer roxy she that i went to school with actually at irvine she was the same same graduating class as I am, mm-hmm. um, and she had already produced a, a couple of films and shot her first film a year before, so she had some knowledge of like actually what to do, because I certainly didn't at the time. Yeah. So she brought on uh, a casting director, Russell Bost, who is a really amazing casting director that does a lot of TV and stuff, a lot of bigger projects, but he's always had a heart in indie films, so he, he, he really like, his whole thing was he wanted to read the scripts, and if he liked the script, he would do it for a, you know, a lower than he normally would and thank god he loved the script and uh he, he came on and he was able to get like t- people i wouldn't have been able to reach out to otherwise i mean courtney's been in a, a number of uh of films that were uh, like zombievers that was at mm-hmm. um i think it was at tribeca um ashton uh was always on some tv shows like teen wolf and um and like they, they're really talented and really i think on the cusp of like big things yeah. and it's really fortunate that I was able to get this casting director that could get me in contact with them and we only did um, one one audition phase and mm-hmm. then one callback where it was a, a chemistry read and uh, the thing was it was like 
the first, it was hard narrowing down um, a number of the, the people into the like last four. But then once we saw like chemistry between the two, I think it was like, because auditioning is a weird thing because it's not, I, I feel like it's a different form of acting. It's not quite acting, but you can't fake chemistry. And like the chemistry between Kim and Amir was like instant. And Amir and Brian was like, it was like right away. Like they were like, you could see their friends. And, um, and then like, uh, Courtney, she was like, she had her own energy. And I think it like, it, it kind of contrasted, uh, Amir's. And then it also kind of gave an edge to Brian. And I think, um, that whole process was like amazing. And, yeah. and it really like it just for how quick and how like small of a time we had framed to actually figure this out. Like the chemistry got along really well. Yeah. And it, it's a, again, it's a testament to the film and I can't tell you how many, you know, films I've seen that just were death by a thousand cuts because <laughs> the actors were just, they, they were, they weren't in sync for whatever reason or they overplayed their characters or they just didn't feel right. And uh, and it's it's sad. It's it's hard to watch when that <laughs> yeah. happens. But at the same time, in your case, it, it didn't it didn't happen. I, I liked everybody in the cast. I the mom and dad. They were you know everybody. I thought just it worked very well uh, in furtherance of the story and understanding the characters. And and you're rooting for these people. I mean, I, I'm you obviously you're rooting for uh, Brian to, and and you and to the end. So you want to see it work out for him, and because he is, he brings that kind of empathy with him in the character, and um, it's a terrific film. And um, my my congratulations to you for the film, as well as uh, as the LA Film Festival uh, uh, screening. Uh, and let's just one more time for people let them know that it's screening this coming Tuesday. That's June twentieth at six fifteen at the ArcLight Theater in Santa Monica. As part of the Los Angeles Film Festival, you go to filmindependent.org and you can find out about the film festival and about your film as well. And uh, Brandon, I, congrats all around. And I, I'm hoping that uh, you've got some other projects in, in the works and uh, you'll find time to come back again. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.